The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hi, BBs. Welcome back to Psychic Scoop. I am your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. I am an evidential psychic medium, professional astrologer, and intuition teacher here to frolic with you into your spiritual awakening. Today, we have the beloved spiritual sleepover episode with my besties Dana and Shayna from Day Luna. But I wanted to give a little intro because this episode was an actual hot mess. <laughs> and I'm sure energetically you might feel that. So I wanted to give a disclaimer. It's giving chaos. It's giving long tangents and rambling thoughts. <laughs> At one point, uh, there was a random whistling when Dana's talking about aliens. <laughs> which was actually quite cool. You should really turn it up and see if you can listen during that part. She's talking about Palladians. And then, uh, you know, I always record video for this type of podcast because I love to put it on YouTube. And a lot of you do like to see the video podcast on Spotify. But I had to refrain from posting this video because randomly halfway through the episode, I started to delay, like only my video was 15 seconds delayed. So you hear my voice come in, but then my video just completely glitches. So I do feel like with the Pluto, Pluto, with the Pluto Aquarian shift, all of a sudden the aliens are communicating and spirit was very loud. So all three of us were like, should we even air this thing? And we're like, no, of course, like this is who we are. We are <laughs> hot messes pretty much 100% of the time. So anyway, I thought because you're here and we're homies already, if you're a listener, I thought it would be fun to just continue to air it. So just know like some parts are random and <laughs> it's just so us. Basically, it's just so us. But anyway, uh, we, we love hearing from you in the DMs and we absolutely love recording these episodes together, this spiritual sleepover segment. So please enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Spiritual Sleepover with your hosts, Dana, Shayna, and Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. And we are so excited. It's the end of January. Pluto is in Aquarius, and we are feeling sparkly, juicy, excited, expansive. 
And we've just been jamming out literally for an hour before we hit record because we are those bitches that we can't help it. So if you haven't joined us on a spiritual sleepover before, this is just our fun segment to talk about the transits, to talk about whatever we want, literally spiritual, weird, astral projection-y vibes. That's the vibe of this. And um, we also don't give a fuck. That's kind of the vibe of this too. (laughs) So Thanks for joining us. If you haven't listened to this before, we have three other spiritual sleepovers that are so much fun. We play games. We get down on whatever that sounded sexual. We get down and we, <laughs> we do. <laughs> and yeah, welcome. I love that we're recording this on the full moon today, the Leo full moon. Steffi and I were talking about it before, but I always feel so sparkly and so good. And we didn't really intentionally plan that we're going to be recording this today on this like Leo full moon energy, but I love that we're here. It feels like divine timing. It feels so playful and expressive and just expansive. And I'm really excited to be here with my two favorite humans and Herbert. The, and Herbert the skeleton in the back. He's my favorite <laughs> ex-human. I know for those video watching, <laughs> I said to you both like really rudely, like after we were talking for 10 minutes and like, you both didn't say hi to Herbert. Like I was offended. Hello. I was like, oh He's my gosh, apologies. <laughs> apologies, Herbert. Apologies. Also the energy of today is basically when Dana and I popped on right before Shana Shana came on. I said, Dana, how you feeling? She goes, I'm going to slap on a sandwich. And I was like, yeah, bitch, <laughs> that is the energy. And then we didn't really talk about it until later. And we're like, that was really weird. And we love it. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what that was or why it came out of me, but it, in human design with the human design transits, it's also a four line day today, which is the best day to share and connect. And I'm also ovulating today in my cycle. So I'm like the world better watch out because I'm fucking on fire and making not a lot of sense, but in a really fun way. I think yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are. Thank you. <laughs> So Steffi, I love to hear what have you been feeling the most in the astrology transits right now in this, as we enter into 2024, we're almost at the end of January. What's been on your mind and on your radar? I think the biggest thing, which we already discussed and we have been discussing for a long time is we finally had that Pluto Aquarius shift. Do both of you feel it? Because it was palpable for me, palpable. I felt it leading up the whole week before. I felt energy like kind of building. And then the day of, I felt a huge, massive shift. Same. And for, I don't know, for whatever reason, like, yeah, the astrology is pretty chill, right? We have our full and new moon as always. We have that shift. It kind of gets spicier in March. And then, you know, April, we have the eclipses coming. February is pretty tame too. The one thing I will say that I've noticed is, and I talk about this in my yearly forecast, basically Mars, Mercury, and Venus are all traveling together for the first six months of the year. So if you had a baby, like let's say this month or March or whatever, it would have an abundance of whatever that Zodiac sign is. So it could be like, okay, Pisces sun, but also Pisces, Mercury, Mars, and Venus. So there's huge stelliums happening, which doesn't normally happen because, you know, Mercury and Venus, they travel close to earth. That's why a lot of times, like if you are a Leo, Leo sun. So what's your Mercury, Dana? Virgo. So that's only like one away. Right. And Mm -hmm. then Shana, you are a Scorpio sun. So what's your Mercury? Do you remember? 
I think it's also Scorp- Scorpio. It's Scorpio. It's Scorpio. It's Scorpio. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> I, I know. Track looked for at her. It, looked right. I know. And I was like, I already know it. But um, so anyway, that's something to note that you're having. We are having an abundance of planet stelliums, like pretty much the first half of the year in July, it breaks up a little bit, but anyway, so I would just say really lean into whatever season it is for whatever reason, January has just felt long. It's felt like it's felt like the end of a school day when you're waiting for the bell to ring. <laughs> when you're just like looking at the clock and you're like, it's like, does that feel the same way to you? Yeah, like, totally. January has felt long, so long. And I feel like I don't know what it is in my own personal chart or where I am in my life or whatever the reason, but I felt the shift of this year, like into 2024, so much more prominently than any other new year in many years that I can remember. Mm -hmm. And of course, for us, the human design new year doesn't happen until January 22nd. So it just happened. But so all of January is actually kind of this like purgatory middle ground where you're still closing the last chapter. And then finally, now we're on, you know, our wheels are going. And then of course we still are waiting till spring really, you know, there's like all of these kind of like catches where we're in a new cycle, but we're not quite yet. And so I've been feeling that energy a lot. Like I've been feeling, first of all, like this month has been so powerful for me. I've had a lot of awareness, a lot of like strong heightened senses and things coming in. Um, but I also have felt definitely like it's been forever. Like 2024 has been my entire life and it's only been 25 days. So I definitely <laughs> feel like, yeah, it's been going slower and also feeling more prominent or more intense than other years past. And actually for me, I think in a good way, like that shift that we were talking about of Pluto being in Aquarius, I definitely think there's a huge intensity that comes with that. It's like new paradigm AF, like things are really going to start shifting and changing. We're going to see things crumbling. We're going to see that change happening, which can kind of create some chaos sort of, but I sort of, I feel this internal fire to take the reins and to step up and to really take on the responsibility in this time to utilize this energy in the highest expression. Like I kind of feel like this is what all of our souls came here for in this time for in this time anyways. And now it's finally time. So I feel like, all right, let's fucking do this shit. And instead of feeling overwhelmed by it, which the whole last year, I want to say, I felt pretty overwhelmed a lot. Like, what am I doing? Why does this feel so hard? Like, blah. And now I, I don't feel overwhelmed. I just feel kind of ready. Same. I feel like it's time. Like it's finally time. Like I've been waiting for this time to be here, maybe for many lifetimes. I don't know, but it just feels like, okay, it's go time, bitch. Like, let's do this. This is what you came here for. Even though I don't know what it is, right? Like, I don't know what's going to happen and unfold over the the years to come, but it felt like a closing of a chapter and a a start to a new one. Um, so yeah, January's felt long, but not in a bad, not because it was bad, but just like, it's still January. Like I thought it was March, but here we are. So I'm excited. I'm ready for this, this new chapter. And February to me feels calm. Like it feels like chill for some reason, like the seed has been planted in this new chapter and it's just in the soil, but not in like a dark you know, a lot of times those references with being a seed in the soil is like the dark before the blossoming, right? It doesn't feel dark. It feels like chilling, like, okay, I'm here. I'm planting seeds. I'm laying the groundwork in a way that feels really grounding and supportive for me. And I think a lot of fruit is going to come from this year. Like the seeds that are planted this year and nurtured and watered, I think a lot of fruit for all of us collectively is going to come over the next years, you know, leading into this new paradigm. 
What I really love too about if we're just talking about Aquarius season that's happening for most of February, the first half, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which loves energy and movement and nothing stagnant. So I always find that when the shift happens into Aquarius season, there's more energy of ideas and wanting to get out and play and do things that are more innovative in nature and collective, right? It's Aquarius season is like talking to friends and having beautiful, vulnerable conversations. And then it's like the shift into Pisces season. It's the final chapter. It's that, it's that inner wisdom. It's that spiritual consciousness until that uh, new year happens right on the spring equinox. So this is an amazing time. I mean, Capricorn, Capricorn season gives us so many gifts and it's like a great teacher, but Uranus Aquarius season is like, okay, I'm going to just do a cartwheel naked and like run outside and have amazing calls and, and friendships and meeting new people. So anyway, I feel all those things you're both saying, but I just love specifically February just does feel like such a juicy time of year always for me at least. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I was just thinking this morning, like I love this time of year in Southern California or in Ventura where I live. It's just so beautiful. The weather, you know, we get rain here and there and it's, I don't know what it is. There's like a, a crispness about like anything's possible kind of feeling mm-hmm. um, within the air itself. And I'm like, is it because it's January and it's the start of a new cycle? Is it because it's Aquarius season? And it's like, you know, what is it? And and I'm, I'm really feeling it extra this year. So I'm excited. This whole new year, we're going to see what comes. And I feel like everyone that we've been talking to as well, like our listeners or our clients, they're feeling that as well. So I'm just excited that we're all on this same frequency, the same journey of trying to heal the planet in whatever way we can together. Yeah. Uh, well that leads into news really well for me. Do you mind if I just jump in? Cause yeah. I just feel called. Please. So the news I wanted to bring today is, and what I've been, Oh, where'd Shana go? <laughs> I'm here. This way. I'm dark just- bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm, for for people who don't know, I'm pregnant right now. And one of my biggest symptoms is that I can't breathe through my freaking nose. And so I like, I'm constantly out of breath. Like when I'm talking on a podcast or doing a reading for someone, like I'm literally sound like I'm so out of shape and I can't breathe through my nose. So anyways, I was just turning my camera off so I could blow my nose. Maybe the manifestor in me likes a little bit of information before you go dark. Um, (laughs) I'll be right back. I'm gonna go blow my nose. I'm like, like all right, Dana and I can take the ra- take the reins and just do the rest of the podcast. See you later. But I was scared. I was like something. Anyway, um, okay, go pee into your thing. It's a we we'll we'll carry the weight on the on our backs of the podcast. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, please do. I want to talk about the the Chinese zodiac because mm-hmm. that's changing in February with the lunar new yeah. year. And yeah. have you have you like? dabbled in your Chinese Zodiac at all? Just a little bit. Like I'm the year of the horse. Shane is the year of the horse. And we're also the metal horse because there's that like element associated with it too. Um, I know that Jared is the year of the rabbit, which is the luckiest and you're after him. So what are you? I'm dragon. You are. And this Uh is going to be a dragon year, which dragon is so powerful. I know it's like one of the most powerful animals. (laughs) I did not know that you were a dragon. Yeah. Where did you come from? You just (laughs) I hope to God people tune in and watch this because it is very entertaining. Like little magician. 
<laughs> Wait, I did not. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So what does it mean to be a dragon in the year of the dragon? Fill us in. Do you so, know your element too? Yeah. Like so this is, this, this was my news I'm bringing because, you know, I've always known I was a dragon and I feel like sometimes like growing up in elementary school, they would have like the lunar new year and you talk about your Zodiac you know, your Chinese Zodiac sign, but I've never really dug into it until recently because I kept on hearing like, this is the year of the dragon coming up. And I was in a crystal shop last week. And this woman was like, are you a dragon? I was like, yeah. And she's like, here's a dragon stone. And it was just a really cool conversation. And she's like, do you know what type element of dragon you are? I was like, what? I just thought dragon, but I'm an earth dragon. And this year is the wood dragon. So I pulled up a little horoscope just to talk about what's coming in. And this year's the wood dragon. I don't know if you both knew that. Yeah, the wood dragon. I did, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's a fixed element and the wood dragon is the most creative and visionary of the dragons. It's wow. about optimism, um, being ambitious and adventurous. So this year will bring in new exploration of ideas and also challenging, challenging stuff, but like in a good way, like I'm challenging myself to be better, right? It's like this like self I don't know, self-motivation, uh, generous, compassionate, and loyal. And the year of the dragon is expected to be for visionary leaders. Hey, looking at you too, innovators and problem solvers. <laughs> and the 2024 is predicted to be a great year to start new projects, explore new opportunities, and to create value for yourself and others. It's also a very promising year for business growth, the dragon year, also for AI Wow. AI, cybersecurity, and solar energy. That is so Aquarian-like. That's yeah, wild. Yeah, totally. And the year of the wood dragon is special because it is a rare combination of the dragon's power and the wood's creativity. It's the year mm. of the innovation, vision, and growth. It's a year to pursue your dreams, express your ideas, and expand your horizons. The next year of the wood dragon is 2084, which is 60 wow. years from now. That is wow. crazy. And it's crazy that it's also a numerology eight year. And that just, um, you know, is reflected in a lot of those themes too. And totally. that my baby is going to be a wood dragon. I Feels know. So good. Little yeah. ambitious, visionary, creative, optimistic soul, which so I feel. So that feels really exciting too. But, um, wow. And that starts on February. That's another common misconception because, I always think of Chinese horoscope kind of like a North node because, you know, like people, I always say like people in your grade, whenever I think of like, I've, we've talked about this before. I'm like, were you a sophomore or a junior when, you know, like when you talk about people like Jared to me is going to be a junior. He's one year older than me. I'm a sophomore. Um, <laughs> Andrew, Even my fiance is in our thirties. <laughs> You know, you, if you know, you know, it's like how you, I, you two are both like younger than me. So you'd be freshmen. Um, anyway, so <laughs> February 10th is when we start the lunar, the lunar new year happens. And the, and this is like in Chinese Zodiac when it starts. And I looked up both of yours also, also, I forgot to reference. I'm getting all this information from the Chinese Zodiac.org highly reputable. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Shout out, shout but out. But both of you are horses. And then I also looked you up. You are the gold horse, or you said metal horse, but the, right now it says gold horse. Oh, um, I'll take that over metal. Which it says the personality <laughs> is kind. Oh, it just blanked out. Um, oh, I guess the universe doesn't want you to see your kind, <laughs> charismatic, really <laughs> likable. Actually, those are all the real traits of it. If you've ever yeah. read it. Yeah, it was like kind. It was like kind combat. Friendly, generous, friendly, successful, charismatic, mm -hmm. uh -huh. 
So I love that for both of you, the gold horse. We are the gold horses. I never knew we were gold. I guess gold is a type of metal. So maybe it goes through like the different types of metal, but I'm, I will, I would love to be a gold horse in my vision of myself. I am a gold horse in my You vision. are for sure. <laughs> I, I, gosh, I wanted to look up, okay, if, if the internet loads again, um, maybe it's not meant to be shared on this podcast, but it did talk about like what what uh, jobs you're supposed to have. And I laughed. I think one of it was like, it was like all very like corporate jobs, which I thought was hilarious. It's like, oh, interesting. financial advisor. I don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> definitely not that. <laughs> no, that's why I was laughing. I need a, I need a little more gold in my life to get to that point. But even if I had that, I'd still be like, someone else needs to financially <gasps> manage my gold. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So wait, what kind of dragon are you? I'm an earth dragon. It says confident, intelligent emperors of ancient China regarded themselves as dragons, the son of heavens. Do you have the animal deck? You have the animal deck that has like all of the different elements. And then the spirit element has the dragon cards in it. Um, the, that like dragon energy, that was the first, uh, deck that I started working with that really Mm -hmm. made me feel connected to dragons. Like I haven't traditionally in my life, dragons haven't been something that calls me as much as like other animals or, you know, spirit kind of symbols. But more recently I've been really coming to feel like the power, this creative force and that dragons are really like this etheric, like element of higher vibrations and bringing that power and holding that oneness but also like the creative power that we have when we are expanded to that level down on earth and sort of being like keepers and protectors of that sacred truth so i've been really feeling and connecting with that dragon energy so i've been getting excited that this coming year that 2024 is a dragon year so i'm excited to see what this year has to hold and i've heard other people being like i don't know i feel like this year is not going to be powerful i'm like what are you talking about it's an eight year numerology it's a dragon year like shit is going to be lit and i am claiming that and yes. writing i'm all about claiming and creating your own path versus like somebody telling you it's either this or that we just talked about that on our last podcast and i'm into that yeah there's a positive path there's a negative path but there's also the path that you create and that's the path i'm choosing and i'm choosing that this year i am creating an amazing just juicy expansive frequency like that is my life and i'm excited by it and i'm grateful for it i'm grateful that i've i've created that so far and i've created a space for myself in this world where i get to be that and lean into that even more so yeah i'm here I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> and I'm I'm into the fact that I'm having a baby this year. Yes. It feels so perfectly on time. So Dana, what is your news? So for me, I've been really connecting recently with Palladian energy, Pleiades, and channeling that energy and learning about it and reading about it. And in this Aquarius season with these kind of shifts that we've had with the sun and Pluto moving into Aquarius at the same time, I felt a lot of energy of like cellular upgrades are available for people and are really streaming in. And that specifically the Ple- the Pleiadians are sending those cellular upgrades and that that's available for us if we're wanting to expand. So because of that, I've been really going on this whole like deeper journey, like reading every single night, doing Kundalini and meditation. I've been really connecting, like sort of just 
not so much channeling them with words, but more channeling them with just knowing of knowing of things I need to do to be more connected to them and to receive from them. So one of the big things for me has been putting myself in these positions, you know, where you're in a meditative state or where you've worked out and you feel super clear and like eating super healthy. I've been really focusing on all of those things and then really receiving kind of upgrades from them. And this whole Palladian thing is really interesting to me because um, last year at this time, we were doing a breath work certification and we were doing breath work like twice a week. And I had this experience in breath work. It was so clear to me that it was like these higher entity beings, like light beings from another dimension that came in over my body. And I could see them at the tops of the mountains here where I live, even though this was like in a vision as I'm doing breath work, I could see them like here in physical proximity. And I could tell that they were giving me this like cellular upgrade, like giving me this energy to help shift and expand my nervous system to open myself up to more success and more abundance and just really helping me get rid of any blocks and just upgrade my whole system to hold the frequency of the person that I'm growing into. And as I was seeing this, it was so profound, like the feeling that I had from them was so much love and so much support and also so powerful that it took me an entire year to integrate this experience until literally right now. And when I was seeing that vision of them, I could see so clearly this green light, like this emerald green light that they were sending in towards me. And through this last year, all of 2023, I kept going back like I know that was a cellular upgrade. I know that that was a really big gift. I know that my nervous system was expanded by that and I need to go back to that frequency, connect back in because in that moment I felt so expanded. I felt like, you know, crazy cosmic power, like all of this stuff within me. So I've been trying to reconnect with that and not just forget it, but really integrate it. And now finally, like the day that we turned into this Aquarius energy, I feel like all of this stuff is streaming through and channeling. I've been staying up until like midnight, just like free writing and reading stuff. And so I've been reading this book all about the Palladians. And first of all, I wanted to say that in this book, she talks about how there's four different like groups of Palladians that have different light codes and they all have the name. So there's the green, the ones that have green, which is the ones that I saw and their name is Anra. And they are like all about giving divine compassion and understanding. And it's like this very like nurturing mother sort of energy. Then there's also Palladians that have this like red light that they use and they really give courage and help you like move past fear. Then there's blue that helps preserve nature. And like for people who are really on that path and part of their mission is to help preserve nature, those will be the Palladians that will come support you or assist you or give you positive energy in your mission. And then there's also yellow, which that's all about like wisdom and knowledge and all of that. So yeah, I've just been, do you hear whistling? Say, what is that whistling? Is anyone home? I don't know what was I thought I was having a full-blown hallucination like the alien was in my room like about to beat me up which I'm down for if that's what it is wait hold on it's just stopped (laughs) it has to be from you Dana because (laughs) Dana yeah who's whistling do you have an alien in your closet right now 
I don't know. It's the <laughs> so anyways, that's how my whole Aquarius season has been. Literally, I'm feeling magical AF and so connected. And in this book that I've been reading, um, you know, like the Palladian energy is coming from the seven sisters, right? And that has been a constellation Same. that I've been so drawn to my entire life. Like literally as a small girl, that was the only constellation my eye would go directly there. And I have all of these experiences, actually, if I think back on it in my life of like connecting with this energy but not necessarily knowing what it was until literally literally right now and in this book that i'm reading about palladian light work and just helping us you know in this transition that we're going into in the new paradigm the message that they're really trying these like light beings are trying to support us with is all of the things that we need for the new paradigm like remembering our creativity raising our vibration and, and increasing our capacity to hold emotions so that we have deeper spiritual connection helping us really feel empowered to take on the shifts that are going to be happening on our planet as we move into the new paradigm. So like all of these things are coming together. And in this book I'm reading, one of the big practices that she does, it's called dolphin brain repattering. Um, repatterning and then also dolphin starlinking and so this whole book is all about like dolphin midwife and like how dolphins use this energy and how dolphins are really connected to that mission to the new paradigm and I'm so into dolphin midwife energy and reading books about it and so I feel like everything in my life right now is all clicking together and then I'm like okay let's go the music is in the air the whistling is happening wow that is crazy and i i i'm here for it i feel like that energy that frequency of like things kicking clicking into place yeah. or um dreams or like messages or divine timing or just feeling like that charge of of the things that you've been integrating over the last year or last few years, like coming together and now feeling like a little bit more charged and like ready, like that energy, whether it's, you know, yeah. with the Palladians or with, you know, something that you're channeling or with some healing thing that you did, like for everyone listening, like, I feel like that energy is it's so charged and available to every single person right now and just opening yourself up to it. But of course there's the yeah. side that's like, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to read or I don't want to study this thing or I don't want to do this meditation or this breath work. Like I'll do it next week. Like I don't have time yet. And prioritizing making space for that, like you've done, I think really just shows how you can mm -hmm. get so much out of this time, um, just by opening yourself up to it. And so that's definitely a good reminder for me because I've been so tired being pregnant, but I just now come into having energy and I've, I'm, my soul is getting, so I'm getting so many dreams and downloads and, um, activations happening. Mm -hmm. But then there's also this part of me that's like study, learn as much as you possibly can. Like I want to learn all the things I want to read all the books. And then when I have time to, I'm like, I want to just chill. Like I want to just take a nap or yeah. watch a show or turn my brain off because it's been on too long and yeah so i think it's a good challenging reminder for me is to like keep leaning into like that person that you can hold space for like that person who you could become like you received in that kundalini like holding space for that and leaning into it even just a little yeah. bit more even if it's just one you know, meditation that you do or one practice or one conversation or journal prompt or whatever that looks like for you.
Yeah. And I'm really just feeling like this Aquarius season, like things are clicking. The energy is here for us. So it's kind of twofold. One is like, what are the Aquarian age thingy things that you've been really called to go study them, go like challenge yourself to just dive in while this energy is here, because it's going to propel your life forward. But on the other side of that, just knowing that literally there is support coming to us all the time from really advanced, higher loving, intelligent forces that want to aid us. So do your part to make your vessel able to receive support because we are so supportive we are constantly being guided towards living our lives but it's important to connect to that and to open up to that and to also prepare your vessel to be one that can receive that and can feel that so that's kind of my message for people is um utilize this aquarian time because i feel like it's it's really potent and it's really powerful and it's going to springboard us forward into the next 20 years of this like pluto and aquarius energy and also i just wanted to share that as far as working with these like higher frequencies and wanting to really connect in with channeling and working with higher beings and all of that stuff um one thing that i've been reading a lot about is how important we know this but i just want to say how important it is to be grounding how important it is to be clearing your energy and how important it is to be creating healthy boundaries in your life so that you can show up with that level of openness and something really cool that's been just so helpful in this book that i'm reading is um talking about using the the symbol of a rose in your mind for all of these different different things. And I've been doing it. It feels so nourishing and beautiful. So I just wanted to share really quickly. One of the things that they, they talk about is when you're feeling mad at someone or annoyed by someone, or there's some type of friction in your life to take the image of that person, like imagine their face or whatever it is in the center of a rose with your eyes closed and just see that rose slowly absorb that frequency. And as the rose is doing that, it's supporting you by removing that energy from your life. But also nourishing and giving the highest love to that person all at the same time. And so any time that you have something like, you know, my boss said this annoying thing and now I'm brewing on it or stewing on it, like make sure you clear that energy out of your field and give love to it and transmute it so that you can keep yourself really clean and clear and excited about your future instead of like stuck on the things that you haven't, you know, been clearing or the, the places that you haven't been having boundaries. And as far as the boundaries piece, they talk a lot about in your mind's eye, placing a rose in your aura, a rose on the right hand border of your aura, a rose on the left hand border of your aura in the front, in the back, and then over your crown and seeing this like sacred rose energy, this divine feminine energy, this super high loving energy being like this force field that protects you, but also nourishes anyone who's trying to break your boundaries. So I've been really experimenting with those two and it feels so good. And the rose is a symbol that's been coming in a lot for me recently. Also with breath work last year, it was like a symbol that was coming over and over again, being handed a rose, dreaming of rose is um you know the rose lineage and mary magdalene and all of that connection so i just wanted to share that if you're feeling like drudge you're judging through the mud and you're feeling exhausted you feel like you don't have any space to connect with the magic of aquarius season those that rose practice has been really helpful for me it's something that just clearing your energy creating those boundaries and also taking care of your body can really give you all of the space that you need to connect in with all of the magic that's in the frequency right now
That was gorgeous. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Cause I was about to ask, like, I have no idea how to even start channeling Pleiadians or, you know, I, my specialty is the deceased, right? The ones who've crossed over, like that's where I channel, but I've always been yeah. open to Pleiadian energy or alien energy and moving into this Aquarian age. I've always just like felt it coming. So I'm very expanded by both of you, like in your experiences with it so far. So I'm going to I'm going to continue to lean in because I feel like that's so fascinating right now. Okay. So my news is definitely not like news news, but it's been what I've been thinking about the most, which is baby stuff and getting ready (laughs) for a baby to be here. And there's like so many facets of, you know, expecting a baby one being so like excited to meet their soul and like welcoming their soul into the world and like feeling that that connection of you know who they're going to be and that they chose me and we're in this contract together where we're going on this path for the rest of our lives together and like the biggest commitment you know i've ever made in my life with another soul um other than you know choosing my own parents and so that there's that side which is like so much juiciness to get out of that but then there's the other side which is like fucking baby clothes (laughs) and like getting all of the little tiny things in order or together on your registry or all the things i i think i just didn't realize how many things you need to get for a baby um there's a lot and also how many things you need to get for yourself for postpartum and you know all the different types of pads and ice packs and ointments and you know nipple pads and nipple creams and just so many things um but it's been overwhelming but also really exciting so whoever created like having five million types of different baby clothes like i know it's probably needed but it's insane that they literally wear like all the sizes are newborn zero to three months three to six months six to nine months nine to twelve months like literally all of the clothes are broken up into three month categories so if you're gonna get clothes for your baby for the first six months you're buying like the same thing but in four different sizes like it's insane which is crazy. Did you know like until like almost 1950 or something, they just put every single baby in a little white gown, whether it was a boy or a girl, it was just like a white little dress thing so that it didn't have to fit a size. You could reuse it for every kid, no matter what size they were or gender they were. And they literally invented little tiny miniature baby clothes in like the sixties or something. That's crazy. I had no with little idea. pockets. And before that, people were like, it's so funny. Why would you put a baby in little pants with a pocket? But then now it's just our world. We're like, it's our world. Have- My favorite thing is to see a baby in an overall. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Honestly, it's like a really specific form of torture that I didn't know that I was going to be going into, which was the baby clothes world. And it's fucking real. It's and I know it's not like profound to talk about but this is like real right like everyone who has a baby is gonna be going through like oh you got to get the little like tank top onesie thing that goes underneath because if they're too cold and they need layers and then but you got to get that in four sizes and then you have to get like 10 of them because they're gonna barf every day on their things like (laughs) it's just like so overwhelming so it's like so polarizing right like so the duality i know it's propelling me forward like we live in a very dual 
reality where we have to have polarization to literally exist in this plane. So I know that it's something that is necessary. It's just so interesting because I'm observing it in so many areas of my life. But then the most like funny and weird has been preparing for this baby (laughs) while still, you know, doing all, getting all the juice out of this time, like you were sharing Dana with like the Palladians and like being open to receiving all of these activations and stuff like that. Like I'm feeling that too. So yeah, it's just an interesting time in my life where I really, you know, before this, I don't think that I had to like be so in the physical realm. Like I didn't have to buy clothes for myself because I could wear a robe every single day. Like I didn't have to, you know what I mean? Like I have all the things that I need physically that if I want something, then I can buy it. But like, this is forcing me to like have to get a nasal aspirator for them or like get a little, all the medical things that they need. There's just so many things like researching diapers anyways. So that's where I'm at. And I know that there's other people who have been on this journey that are probably like laughing because it's so true. Um, and there's just so much information out there. It's overwhelming, but navigating it with your authority and your intuition and trusting yourself. Like everyone keeps telling me like, you're, you know, just trust your intuition. You're going to be a great mom. Like da da da. And I'm like, yeah, I know all that. Like, that's like the easy part for me. I'm not worried about being a great mom. I'm more so like, what is it that I don't know as far as like items, things that your baby needs? Like I didn't know till recently, like your baby doesn't sleep with a blanket. They sleep in a like swaddle or a sleep sack because they could suffocate if you have a blanket. Like there's things that I just practical things that I'm like, oh, okay. There's studies, there's research. People know this stuff and it's very practical that I have to get on board with because the intuition part of like being a good mom and knowing what they're going to need in the moment, like I got that down. I'm not worried about that. So the last thing I'll say is that the only people, and this is such a weird observation, but the only people who are wanting to give me parenting advice for some reason, because I think most of us know, like, it's not really um, appropriate anymore to like see someone pregnant and be like, oh, let me give you advice on your pregnancy. Like, I think most of us know that. But the people who don't know that are typically, I've observed, boomer men. (laughs) Because (laughs) they do not know. They don't have, first of all, they've never been pregnant, but they have kids often. And second of all, they don't have like Instagram or social media to tell them like what is acceptable or not anymore when speaking (laughs) women about their bodies. And it's happened so many times, like random boomer men, like my neighbor or my gardener or like my father-in-law or just like random people that they're the only people who give me unwarranted advice. Like my gardener, literally, I was like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Da, da, da. And I was, I was like, so I've just been sleeping. He's like, no, don't sleep. Like you need to be walking, you need to be exercising. Like sleep is so bad for the baby. Like, just like crazy. I'm like, I'm a projector, first of all. Um, and he probably was so- too. I know, yeah, right? Seriously. Sounds seriously. conditioned. Conditioned. I know. And all the advice is super conditioned boomer man vibes. Yeah. That's yeah. just cracking me up. And I I just obviously just let it roll off my back. But it's so funny to observe like them mansplaining to me how to be pregnant as and so confident about it because they have kids themselves. But like so they, they feel very qualified, um, which I mean, it's just so 
It's just so funny. And qualified 20 years ago. It's like, yeah, your kid is in college or, or graduated or maybe 50 years old now. It's like that <laughs> old news. <laughs> and also like you still didn't go give birth. Like no. yeah. you were there and were you necessarily? Because at that time, societally, like yeah, things were different. There was things were way different. So the advice I've been getting from Boomerman has been absolutely not applicable um, <laughs> and not invited. <laughs> in I was going to say for the advice for what I'm going to give to you unsolicited uh, for the clothes is just go, <laughs> go into the garage, get some old American girl doll outfits, and then just dress your baby in and you have them already. This bitch better assume I have American girl dolls. I do not. I never had one my whole life. Um, oh, baby but, doll. Any baby doll you used to have. Yeah, I don't have crusty ass baby doll. Or we could bring back the the white little gown thing with the I'm lace into around the, white the collar, gown. and then they don't need pants, and so they don't. It doesn't change as quickly. It's like a little bit baggy or a little bit snug, but, but it's you just still like need it. like ten of them because they spit up on them or have blow. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna knit you some myself. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Those will be uh, high quality. <laughs> I sense a side business starting. I don't know. You know, knitted by Auntie Dana. Oh, I think it gosh. has a good ring to it. I love yeah. I love it. When you said the only people giving you unsolicited advice, I thought you were going to say our projectors, like I just assumed. Oh, no. So it honestly kind of made me laugh when you said boomer men. But I mean, it's the you same know, vibe. Bless their <laughs> it's the heart. Same. Projectors repellingness is the same frequency sometimes as boomer men. Mansplaining. Mansplaining. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love it so much. Thank you for sharing that. And obviously a lot of people listening are going to relate to that in some way, you know, some, some people part might of that. just fast forward that whole combo. Like, <laughs> that's great too. Yes. Each I love own. it so much. And now at the end of these three little pieces of tea that we all shared with each other, we then want to play a game and we had two different games that we were talking about. So do we still want to do uh, two truths and a lie about one another? Or do we want to skip sure. it? Let's do it. Okay. Because I had that idea because I think it's fun. And then we were like, we know too much about each other. It's not going to be able to work. Like we literally know so much, but then it's not, you know, there's still things about each other that we have yet to discover. So I feel like this game is a good opportunity for that and could be kind of fun. Um, Shana, I also have, Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I also just came up with an idea of a game that I think would be really fun after two truths and a lie. Did okay. you ever play the game in the nineties called mash? Yes. yes. <laughs> Where you circle and then like, yeah. Uh, so okay, I think yes. that would be fun too. I actually, right before we started the call, I like grabbed my notebook and paper so we could play if you wanted to. Oh my gosh. I haven't played that straight up since maybe sixth grade. You know, I know. I don't know where it came from. It was like a nineties nostalgic thing that just surged through my body. Mm -hmm. Um, but we can do two truths and a lie first. So let's want to, want to top yeah. it off. I think you should go first, Dana. Me. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Out of three things. One, I spent every recess hanging out with the yard duty for all of fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Two, I wrote a musical in high school and toured the musical. Three, I broke my ankle skateboarding down the hill right behind my high school in ninth grade. Oh, 
What's so interesting is like, I can see you doing all three of those. So you picked ones that are really going to get us off the trail, but you doing a musical, I can a hundred percent see you doing that, but touring it. I feel like you, your Aquarius ass would be like too independent for that. So my guess is number two is the lie. Shana. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. I feel like it's so funny because we've been friends for so long, but I have the worst memory. Like you are my memory. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know me better. And also you're the keeper of like the things in my chart. Like you are the person. Um, and are I we allowed to ask follow-up questions. Yeah, I think so. Oh, what was, what was the musical called? Cinderella. Can you give us a little, maybe a little one, two of a musical <laughs> number. <laughs> I actually could, but I won't. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, okay. So I feel like I know number two is the truth from my memory. I feel like um, hung out with the recess guard, attendant mm -hmm. guard. Ooh, a little menacing. <laughs> um, recess, you're in a prison of school. Yeah, basically. Yeah for those years. And then the third one was breaking your ankle skateboarding. Mm, I feel like you, yeah, that's believable because you always break something on with your feet. <laughs> like you're always fucking up your ankles or feet or hands or wrists. Like, by the way, everyone listening for every retreat and trip that we've ever gone on, Dana has like scraped her leg or gotten one time she got bit by a leech. She had to pull the leech off her foot, like straight up. There's always something. So I think it's number one, hung out the recess attendant. But maybe you planted the seed of the, the No, that's your final answer. You guys okay. are both wrong. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Number three was the false one. So that was Breaking a trap for me. Yeah, you would never I've, fall. But that's I've broken, the lie. I've broken other things. I've broken my elbow and my wrist twice, but I've never broken an ankle. And I'm not skateboarding. Wow. So that was a that was a trap for me because yeah, I was, was biased about your ankles. Because you know that I, yeah, that I break, I've broken things and that. Damn. That was good, Dana. So Thank good. Thank you so much. Okay, Shayna, what do you got? <sighs> um, okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. Because you have such a good memory, Dana. I won't okay. play. I'll let Steffi play. No. No. Um, and okay. Herbert. 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 I'm <laughs> just going to do the ones that come to mind. So I, my first time driving was taking my driving test at the DMV. I read the handbooklet and I got in their car and I drove for the first time and that's how I got my license. I never learned how to drive, but I'm still a great driver. Um, I, um, the first boy I ever liked, he pants me in front of everyone at school and, um, everyone saw my naked butt and now he's gay. Um, <laughs> that's too specific to be alive. <laughs> I know I stuck in this game. Um, <laughs> this is the worst game ever. Um, okay. And yeah. And I've, um, broken my pinky when I was eight years old, which was it left or right hand? My right. And can I see your pinkies, please? Yes. How did you break it? Um, my dad accidentally closed the car door when my hand was there and it, he felt horrible about it. But, uh, and I really, I really made him feel bad about it too. <laughs> okay. I it. But here we are. Then the first one's the lie. 
The driver's the test. One? The driver's test? Dana? I don't know. You're such a good driver, though. I know the answer. I know the, these things about your life. So the last one's a lie. Three. Damn. It is. Duh. The last one was a lie with the pinky. See, I was, I a hundred percent thought it was pinky until you made up the story about your dad, which was a cold which hard lie, which it. was scary. I like know. your eyes did never blinked once you Scorpio ass. I know I'm really good at lying on the spot, which is scary. I'm not. Oh my oh, God. No. I'm so good at it. I scare myself sometimes. Um, well, <laughs> Brian great. too. He's like, that's not okay. Um, but coming up with a lie, not so good. Lying on the spot I could do. Yeah, no, I did teach myself how to drive at the driving and I've never been in a car accident. So I think that you know, maybe driver's side's overrated. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, and yeah, the first boy I liked, he chased me under one of those domes, like, you know, where all the kids climb over it. And then he grabbed my legs oh, and I've I was in leggings story. and I kept going and I crawled out of my leggings and everyone was on top of this dome and they pointed down. They were like, that's Shana's butt. And I was like <laughs> full naked, like fully naked. And he's gay now, like literally. I'm like, was that the moment? Who knows? Um, <laughs> like you turn him. I turn he's him. He's like, I can't go down he this saw he saw that and he was like that's not for me like that's not it um just kidding okay anyways that's my story that my story okay. that's my two truths in a lie okay um all right I'm also thinking well no no okay so number one is I have a permanent scar on both of my corneas and I almost went blind the second one is going into ninth grade, I was a part of a storm chasing group in Michigan. Uh, number three, <laughs> storm chasing um, tornadoes. What number like three? A- Hold on, you can ask your questions in a second. Let me get out all of them. Number, okay. <laughs> number three, my Aries moon is triggered. Number three, what's my other number three? Oh, I was detained at a Kelly Clarkson concert. Okay, the These storm chasing is just too weird. Like, why? Storm? Who does? Storm I chasing? believe like, it though. Because I was she a tornado. I news. was in Michigan. Yeah, and she was the news. Remember, she did the news. Oh, oh, wait. Now I feel like I remember seeing a YouTube video of that in my mind, actually. And she had short blonde hair. No, I'm thinking of the rock climbing. The rock climbing. One. <laughs> I know. I was the community um, wanderer in Detroit. Yeah, but I mean, there's are there tornadoes in Michigan? I don't know. Girl, what? Like seven times a year. Oh shit. They start they start in May and like they get they ramp up in the summer. Okay. Well I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with three being the lie. The being detained at the Kelly Clarkson. Although I can actually see that happening with your Aries Moon at play. But I'm just gonna go with that. I've I've wanted to say two, but you convinced me with the storm chaser. So I'm gonna say three. I is always wanna say one because I you're gonna get LASIK. So if it's a permanent scar, could LASIK fix it? Mm, I'm going to go with one. Okay. Wow. I really got you off the track. Storm chasers is not <gasps> accurate. I knew it. I should have trusted Damn. my instinct because- I'm sorry, Dana. I betrayed you. You did, Sheena. I mean, okay. not intentionally, okay. but I, I forgive you. Yeah, the storm chaser thing, like what, where did this even come Nader from? Nader chasers. That's what I was going to say if you asked me what the name was, Nader chasers. 
which I would have. Wow. Oh yeah. But yes, I was detained at a (laughs) for what being so drunk. I was 18 and I walked in and like, couldn't stand. Uh, and they took me in the back room and like, basically put me in a wheelchair because I couldn't walk and detained me. Then my mom picked me up and took me to Cold Stone. <laughs> sober you up yes. or like <laughs> yes. sober me up. That's so funny. Wow. Do mm-hmm. you remember the Cold Stone? Clearly. I, I kind of remembered like bits and pieces, but the next morning my mom's like, how was the concert? I was like, it was great. She's like, you didn't go to the concert. Didn't even make it through the freaking front doors. Oh my wow. gosh. I feel like I've heard glimmers of this story Same. before, but like not the full detail. Like I've definitely never heard the Cold Stone part. And so if that detail would have been in there, I would have known it was true. I know. Okay, okay, how do we well, play MASH collectively with all of our listeners? Basically, this is a game that we used to play in the 90s. It's going to tell you your future. It's better than even just being a psychic, right? So both of you are going to name <laughs> someone that you want your husband your husband to be. Oh, we're playing it. Oh, geez. I thought we were going to play it like spiritual style. Nope. Like... Nope. Alone. <laughs> this is this is old school. Okay. So both of you name um, someone you want to be your husband or wife. Doesn't matter. Your partner. Like, can I choose my actual husband or does that be like a celebrity or something? Like whatever, whatever you want. I feel like it's got to be like spiritual people what like spiritual people spiritual places that's good that's your choices but i'm doing other virtual jobs okay so what would your who would your husband or wife be yeah gandhi obama (laughs) okay obama mine is michelle obama oh shit oh so we got the obamas in the house and then i get to pick one um i'm gonna say lord forquad from shrek And then I also want to say Justin Timberlake because he's like hot but cringe. Nailed it. He is hot but cringe. Okay, what kind of car? Uh, what kind of car would you like to drive in your future? Flying saucer. Oh, I love that. I was gonna say that. (laughs) Flying saucer. Okay. Or an all-white Tesla with white interior. Okay. (laughs) Shayna, that was weirdly specific. Uh, All-white interior tesla um okay i'm gonna go with teleportation device oh i love that i'm gonna say i'm gonna say flintstone car (laughs) (laughs) she's taking us to the dark ages with farquan and flintstones i'm gonna say uh flintstone car slash like dinosaur okay um what (laughs) what job would you want to have you can do spiritual if you want. Oh, and this is for all of us listening collectively. Yeah, like, sure. We're all going to get the same result. Okay. Great. Yes, exactly. This is the, the future. Everyone yeah. listening is going to get this exact result. Mm, Correct. I see. Okay. I would say um, like a priest or priestess in an ancient Egyptian initiation temple. Ooh. So like Egyptian priest or priestess. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, intergalactic space being. <laughs> that's the, that's your job title. Galactic yes. Federation. Yes, that's Captain. the job title. Okay, I'm gonna say grave digger. All these are so practical. Um, <laughs> well, you have to. That's the whole point. Is you throw in some ones that are a little, and then also I'm gonna write. Um, oh gosh, what I'm gonna write? 
It's hmm. good. What's another good like one? That's oh, like a little a cringe. Ranch, a ranch entrepreneur of a ranch company. Ranch dressing, because that's yeah. me. Okay, yeah. ranch dressing taste test person, which would be oh. a dream job for me. Okay, condiment okay. condiment taster. Yeah, that's your job. Yeah. And okay, <laughs> okay. Now let's do salary. What okay. is your what's your salary? I'm gonna say um, negative four hundred and fifty five dollars. Oh, um, I'm going to go with, um, your wish is my command. <gasps> like oh, anything you one. want, just poof, it's there. Okay. I'm going to go with like a good old fashioned hundred thousand dollars, but in Bitcoin. Oh, a hundred, hundred K Bitcoin. Okay. I'm going to say also like just getting your, the salary would be two chickens and a hen every quarter. <laughs> This is so telling of our personalities, by the way. It's I know. Hilarious. <laughs> okay, so I said partner, car, job, salary. Um, what? Job? Oh, yeah, you said that. House, house, house. Well, you have the mansion. The mash is what house is, but let's say like what else? Oh yeah, it's like mansion, shed. What is apartment, it? shack, and house apartment? But let's talk okay. about like what type of house it would be. Yeah, let's keep them the same. But, but like for mansion, how about like uh mountains environment mansion okay yeah so this would be like where it is okay uh, I mountains see. i'm gonna say the keebler elf um like style like oh like in the tree <laughs> okay. so it doesn't matter Love if it's it. a mansion but it's like tiny like you have to be like of an elf to get through the to the front door. Uh -huh. oh but like elf mansion yeah el it's an okay. el whatever it is it will be elf style obsessed oh for all of them yeah <laughs> yeah, you have to just give me four examples of like what the house style oh. would be. Okay, oh, so oh. Elf Mansion or Elf Shack. Yeah, Elf Shack. And then Mountains is the environment. Okay, so Sheena, name one. I'm confused. Okay, so. <laughs> just, just name what kind of style house you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're making okay, this so, up fast and loose. <laughs> yeah, we'll just say like ocean view um, apartment, right? Apartment? Yeah. 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 No, just whatever. Like Ocean butterfly view. Themed. Okay. Oh, butterfly. I like that. Butterfly theme. And then the last one I'm going to say is just slippery. Like everything in the house is slippery. Like either oh. co covered in jello. <laughs> covered in jello. This is like an improv game for me. It's like covered in jello or like aquaphor or Vaseline. Like everything's or slippery. The oh my God. That would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> I can't breathe. Okay. So now is there any other categories you want to add before we figure out what your, no. all of our lives are going to be? Okay. No. So one of you tell me, I'm going to go and tell me when to stop. Okay. Ready? Go. Stop. Okay. Six. Okay. So I'm going to go through and going to so go this through. This is going to be the new this paradigm. Is, yep. Yep. For everyone. <laughs> Okay. So you are not, I can't even read my own. You're not going to, um, your car isn't going to be an all white Tesla. Sorry, Dana. Oh, you're not gonna, your job isn't going to be an intergalactic space being. Okay. That's, this is wrong. You're not going to be in the ocean view. <laughs> oh, all the good ones are going. I know <laughs> you're not, your car isn't going to be a teleportation device. It's not looking good for oh. us. <laughs> I want to play replay replay. It's gonna be your salary's not going to be a chicken in her head. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> good news. You're not going to marry Michelle Obama, sad. 
<laughs> I think we, it was unfair of us to choose to. You're not going to be a grave digger. Sorry, I'm trying to go as fast as I can. You're not going to live in the elf, the elf style. <laughs> oh, that's good. I really didn't want that. This is the only mansion on the list, though. Okay. <laughs> Should I keep going or should I just like finalize and tell you the final results? Because I can go quickly. I was going to say, do some elevator music while we're doing it. Like, da, 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 da. Oh my God. Do, 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 do. No, okay. 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 I got my results are in. Results. <laughs> I'm dying. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold on. Okay. Ready? Yes. So this is the collective channeling. This is all of our futures to look forward to. You are going to be married to Lord Farquaad. (laughs) And you're going to, your car will be a flying saucer and your job will be, oh my God, I can't read my own. It says, um, initiation. What job was that? Someone said initiation. (laughs) What? What? Wait. Oh, oh, priest. The Egyptian priest. Priestess. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I, I looked like I wrote prison. Priestess or initiation. So we're gonna be like all high priestesses. We're gonna okay. be making a negative four hundred and forty-five dollars a year, <laughs> and we will be living in a mansion that is full of jello or very slippery. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, you know, there's and, some pros and cons to that life. And that so, is the game. <laughs> I'm not in disbelief. Like if we're collectively married, is that like our leader is Lord Farquaad? <laughs> like I could see us getting in that direction. Um, definitely the flying saucer is going to happen and being priest. The ancient Egypt job is cool. Yeah. yeah, that's um, the coolest one for sure. Slippery hole might be like, you know, your pod that you live in in the matrix like you're think about the the no wrinkles you'd be constantly moisturized oh yeah like what do people call it slugging yeah you'd be slugging when you put aquaphor all over your whole face Mm -hmm. you're slugged slugged. oh i love that that took me back to sixth grade for sure if anyone is still listening to this um (laughs) (laughs) if anyone not a single soul of left (laughs) lord farquaad's probably listening (laughs) But honestly, can I say something about our last episode that at the very end, we were like, if you're still listening, say the parrot or toucan and then DM us. That was one of the most special things that happened to me in my entire year was sharing that. No, in my entire, all of 2023, like it was such a blessing. Like it was like a healing my inner teenager moment that so many people DM'd us. And I was like, these are my people because I feel like as a teenager in high school, I didn't have a lot of friends that I felt like connected to. Like I had friends, but I felt really different from them. And I felt like they didn't really get my sense of humor. And I spent a lot of time in high school feeling like I know who I am and I love myself and I know I'm awesome, but I just didn't feel like I had community that were on the same wavelength as me. And I felt like I was always really like bubbly and funny and like silly and that people really judged me for that because my high school was like, you had to be super cool and like tough in order to be cool. And so my story is the fact that we shared that and so many people listening reached out to us. It was just this moment of feeling like I found my soul family in this lifetime and I feel so grateful for you all that we can go deep, that we can be funny, that we can laugh till we cry. So I just really wanted to give a major shout out for anyone who made it to the end of this podcast 
podcast that I really appreciate you all. Thank you for being here. And for my two soul sisters that are here with me now, I feel the same way. I feel like so much in life, I feel like an alien. So when I'm with people that I feel like I can be my real self with, it just is the most healing and beautiful gift. I think it shines really brightly. So I wanted to genuinely thank everyone listening and thank you both for being here. And as we're wrapping up here at the end, is there anything else you guys want to share before we talk about where people can find us? No, I don't think so. But thanks for sharing that too. And I feel like if we all were friends in elementary school or middle school, we would have definitely been a part of the storm chasers or something. (laughs) (laughs) The nader chasers. I agree though. Like just to add on really quickly, it, it, it was so incredibly Like it was just profound to see all of the people who DM'd um, you and us, right? All of us. And thank you for being here. And we're just so happy to have this platform and this exciting conversation that y'all can join in on like every time we all meet and just thanks for being here. And that's, I love you. Like genuinely love you. Yeah. So you can find us on daylunalife.com okay dayluna <laughs> yep you can find dayluna dana and shana on daylunalife.com or instagram at dayluna and steffi where can they find you uh you can find me on instagram spirit underscore sis and tiktok spirit sis and spiritsis.com yeah and go have an amazing rest of your week where you create your own reality and even if someone tells you that you're going to marry lord farquaad and live in a slippery house (laughs) that you get to be like well too bad bitch because i create my own reality and i'm choosing the intergalactic your your wish is my command life and i'm going to teleport there right now so hopefully you're feeling expanded or even just seen or even just maybe you had a good laugh in this combo and we will see you next time